Hey everyone, welcome back to the Literacy-Based Speech Therapy Podcast. My name is Kaylin. And my name is Ashley. We are both licensed speech-language pathologists. If you have a love of picture books and want fresh ideas for using them in your therapy sessions, then you're in the right place. Today we are kicking off the first of our favorites episode, which is one where we're going to be sharing our favorite 10 summer-themed books. And if you would like to take a few notes about these books, you can print off the download that we have provided in the show notes. All of the books we are mentioning are readily available from your library, so you should be able to get them pretty easily. We also provide the Amazon links if there are some books that you want to add to your personal library. These books all represent a complete episode, meaning they have a plan, they take actions to solve the problem or plan, and has a resolution. This is a great place to start if you are wanting to do a narrative type intervention with your students. And we've picked out a great selection of books. I'm really excited. There's some ocean books, beach, bug, camping, ice cream books, lots of summer themes. So Kaylin, why don't you get us started with the first book? Yeah, A House for Hermit Crab by Eric Carle. This is a very popular book. It's sweet, but it's also a very creative summer ocean-themed book that's great for early childhood, elementary. If you're not familiar with this story, it follows the story of a hermit crab who needs a bigger shell. He needs a new home. So he goes and searches for a new home. But then he's like, this is so plain. I want it to look more beautiful. And so he goes on this journey throughout a year. Right. Because it takes it month by month, right? Yes. And so you can sequence per month. And he finds a new friend and he asks that friend to join him. And the friends have different purposes. Some of them are for decoration. Some of them are for protection. Some of them are for comfort. Like there is one that provides light in a really dark part of the ocean. So it's a great book that explores different aspects of the ocean, but it also has a great social emotional concept to it Mm -hmm. where Hermit is learning to cope with the changes as he grows. And then he has to rely on his friends to help him. And then at the end, spoiler alert, um, he (laughs) grows some more and ends up having to find a new home. But when he makes this transition because his Last year went so well, and he made so many new friends. He's looking forward to a new shell with new friends. So that is a brief summary of A House for Hermit Crab by Eric Carle. So this book is also great for describing lots of adjectives. It has a lot of inferencing, so you need to have some background knowledge of a hermit crab. And also, it would probably be helpful to have a little bit of knowledge of different creatures in the ocean. So you ocean can, life. Yeah, ocean yeah. life. Like an, an anemone. And it has some fun words like that. It has some really great vocabulary words. To me, yes. the text is a little bit longer for a typical Eric Carl book, but the rich vocabulary and the details, it could be a background book for another story. Definitely. And it also has, even though it is longer, there are some repetitive Mm -hmm. kind of flow to it. So it goes very quickly. It does. And then there's great sequencing. So not only is it a complete episode, but you could also address the sequencing based on the month or the the friends. And 
it kind of builds on each other. So it's a month he meets a friend. It has a description of that friend and how that friend adds a purpose to a shell. And so you have those three components that you can work on with your sequencing. And then you can also use some predicting. So how do you think this creature is going to help the hermit crab? What creature do you think he might encounter next? Right. Or the inferencing, going back to inferencing, why does he need protection? Right. What does he need protection from? What are possible problems he could encounter? And how is this creature going to help? I think this is one of those great examples of what looks like a simple Eric Carl picture book is so deep and so, so rich. Yes. And even the pictures. So we mentioned elementary, not just early childhood. The pictures are not babyish. They're, no. they're very beautiful. They're very detailed. Mm-hmm. And very detailed. If you are going to do some National Geographic books, you know, you could add to this, but this yes. is a little bit more simplified, but you also right. get the complete episode storytelling, the narrative. Mm-hmm. So that is a great book. You can also use, you know, we love crafts. Crafts are not the center of your session. The right. book is, but you could also do a great, as you're telling the story, adding a decoration onto a shell or yes. a picture of a shell. And so they're having that body movement, yes, picking the correct decoration, but they're also getting a craft. And then you can go through the craft and retell the story on, on the craft using yes. the craft. So you could to do take that. Mm-hmm. You could do a sensory container of different ocean life toys. They have great ones at Walmart, little ones. You don't have to go too elaborate, but you could also use that as well, just as a extra bonus to the book. Another book is Jabari Jumps. Love this book. It's by Gaia Cornwall. I don't know how to say their first name. I either. don't either. It's G-A-I-A. So this is a sweet, sweet story about going to a pool. And we have the summertime. Kids are going to the pool. There's a high dive. There's a low dive. And so you have that. With this one, it's a little boy, his sister and his dad, and they go to a pool and the boy is so determined to go off the high dive. And so he has a lot of self-talk in this book. I can do it. I can do this. Oh, wait, maybe not. And so he climbs back down and then he climbs back up. And his dad is such an encourager throughout the whole story and just letting Jabari take his time, getting up the courage to jump off the high dive. So... You have that, the social-emotional topics of fear and bravery and encouragement. And then you also have, is he going to do it? Do you think he will do it this time? And then why do you think he let the other kids go in front of him? Maybe he's a little nervous. So those kind of inferencing kind of questions. And then with, again, the self-talk, you have those mental state verbs that you can address because he's talking to himself in his thoughts And so you can also do that. So with Jabari, again, his name has that J sound and jumping is used a lot. And so it's a high frequency sound for those of you who are working on that J sound. This is a great Yeah, because there's not many books with that sound. No. and We've tried to find them. With that high frequency (laughs) of that sound. Right. And it's just a good book to help kids relate and get in the thoughts of a character. Yes. Great. And it's for elementary and early childhood as well. And then great parallel story opportunities. Have you ever jumped off a high dive and having your child practice telling a story of 
maybe them overcoming their fear, whether it's with a high dive or overcoming a fear of something else and telling a story, something that's scary. So Jabari Jumps by Gaia, G-A-I-A, Cornwall, is another great option for your summer reading. Right. And so our third summer theme book I wanted to share is Fireflies by Julie Bricklow. This is a really nice picture book. It is kind of like hand sketched or hand drawn, has like a lot of pencil drawing. So it has a different feel. It has a softer feel. It's a very delicate, sensitive story, in my opinion. And I think it's a great one to find what's called like a small moment. Great for narrative writing. It reminds me of Owl Moon. So it's like one activity done, one small moment. So kids can relate to a very specific moment activity. Really nice summer book. It actually, I think, is like basically my childhood. I remember going out to doing this very thing. Like in the summer, in your neighborhood, all the kids would gather to go find fireflies. We called them lightning bugs. I grew up in Tennessee. You did too? We were related. So that's that's why. But we called them lightning bugs. So that's an interesting, I guess, conversation, like to synonym. But I think this book would be great for any elementary age kid has a lot of figurative language, a lot of similes, a lot of inferencing. And I really love how you can analyze the character because the character thinks deeply throughout this story. And I mean, I won't spoil too much, but they catch fireflies and he brings it back to his room at night and then he gets really sad. And so he has to make a decision on what to do with his jar of fireflies, but really beautiful book. And I think it's, I think it's just great. So camping spree with Mr. McGee, switching gears significantly. We love the Mr. McGee books. Chris Van Dusen, yes. Chris Van Dusen. I mean, it just, first of all, how can you not, how can you look at the cover and not just think this is going to be a fun book because he's also the illustrator. He also illustrated the Mercy Watson books. I don't know if y'all are familiar with those, but I love the Mercy Watson books. Camping Spree with Mr. McGee is a wacky story. It is playful. It has rhyming text. The illustrations are cartoonish. I don't know, retro cartoon. I don't know what style this is, but they're just so engaging and very funny too. It's like he captures the humor in his illustrations. Yes. And just their expressions. There's a lot of great prepositional phrases, past tense verbs, a lot of great grammar in this. But it's also really great for noticing facial expression. So if you want to do a camping theme, summer camping theme with, you know, mentioned s'mores and everything like that, it's just a cute, cute book. And then even, did you mention the rhyming? Like it's just very rhythmical whenever you are reading it. So So playful. Great book. So with Camping Spree, he goes on a camping trip. And if you look at the book, something happens. Yeah, something crazy happens. We do have a full book companion for this included Mm -hmm. in the summer book companions in my TPT store. So if you are doing a camping theme book, highly recommend this one because there's a lot of activities that you can do with it. And we will link to that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And then another book is Woosh. So this is a little different than our other summer books. It's Woosh 
Lonnie Johnson's Super Soaking Stream of Inventions by Chris Barton. So it's a biography of Lonnie G. Johnson, who is a former Air Force and NASA engineer, super cool, who invented the number one top selling water toy of all time, the Super Soaker. So we all know the kiddos <laughs> in that. the summer, yeah, they love shooting the water from the super soaker and playing in that. So how cool would it be just to discuss who actually invented this toy? Right. So elementary, upper elementary, this book is a because it's a biography. So it's not your typical like complete episode, but there is a plan Mm -hmm. and there are action steps to solve that plan. And there are a few plans. So it's his life. Mm -hmm. So he creates other things as well in this story. Um, This story is also a message. It has a message of perseverance. It's great for character analysis because Lonnie kept believing in himself despite all the rejections. So when you are a creator, and even talking about this, when you're a creator, not everybody's going to love your ideas. It's going to take perseverance to try something for it actually to be successful, just to talk about those things and to infer that kind of stuff. It has great tier three vocabulary science and invention types of words and other vocabulary as well. And then a high frequency of that L, that L sound for Lonnie. And then lots of great text features. Again, text features add meaning to what you're reading. So if you read something with a period, it sounds totally different than if you read something with exclamation points. If you read something all caps, it sounds totally different than just regular text. So and kids need to kids need, need to, to pick up on that, that. right? Because they don't pick up on that, Mm-mm. and it can help you infer how yes. somebody's feeling or what's going on in the story. That this is a problem or this is exciting. So there are complex sentences throughout the whole story, action verbs. So whoosh is a great addition to summer books. The next one, Pout Pout Fish. We all know and love the Pout Pout Fish by Deborah Deason. This is the Pout Pout Fish in the Big Big Dark. Great repetition throughout this whole story. You can target so many sounds in the Big Big Dark. I'm I'm stronger and I'm smarter. And so there's a lot of that repetition. He self-talks yes. whenever he is afraid. So If you aren't familiar with this story, he goes on a journey to help his friend, Miss Clam, who lost her pearl, and he has to go deep in the ocean where it gets darker and darker. So he self-talks, and that's the repetition in this story. So you have the social-emotional components of conquering fears, being brave, helping others. So if you notice in the illustrations, you can see Pow Pow Fish's friend who helps encourage him to keep going and to keep searching. And then she joins him in the end. And it's two are bigger and two are big, big, bigger. So a lot, a lot of emphasis on that. And I think you can relate that with your students, you know, when Mm -hmm. you're maybe having a struggle with a sport or in school, you know, to have that positive self-talk and encourage yourself and find a buddy who can, who is an encourager yeah. and, and will help you conquer that. Yes, it's a great message. Great for sequencing. It's great for problem solving. Again, he has to go on this journey to find the pearl. Great for character analysis, describing. And again, the repetitive text allows for so much 
for especially when we talked about this in our previous episode, that repetitive text is great because the kids don't have to, they can remember the text and so they can help join in. And so there's a lot of practicing of speech sounds or for kids with apraxia, just clearer speech because it's so repetitive. All right. So the next book is Sharing a Shell by Julia Donaldson, one of our all-time favorite authors. We just recommend you get every book that she writes because they're all so good. This is a great ocean life book. It relates to, if you want to go to the first book that we shared, A House for Hermit Crab has a very similar theme where they're looking for a shell. This one is a good ocean book, a good summer theme book, perfect for early childhood or elementary. It's a fun rhyming book, so it flows really well. But there's a lot of social emotional concepts that I love in this book. Friendship sharing, working together, the way that the shell, the um, animals kind of talk to each other. And you kind of have to work through some, you know, some friendship issues here in this, in this book and learning to live together. And you can study, teach kids to study the illustrations, not to read the words, but we study the illustrations for facial expressions and to derive meaning at a deeper level there's some fun onomatopoeia words in it, but and even with the illustrations, even for predicting. So yes. there's a there's a scene where one of the characters is helping, yes, but it doesn't say it in the text. It says it later, right? You have to infer a, that, so you can infer that, and then and predict. Mm-hmm. Also, I love the vocabulary in this book. Some really great. Tier two, tier three words that relate to, you know, ocean life and all of that. So definitely pick up Sharing a Shell from Julia Donaldson. Another book that I wanted to share is another camping theme book. This one is Darling. It's called The Camping Trip by Jennifer Mann. It is about two little girls who are going on a camping trip. And I am just so excited. I'm so excited for this little girl because. She has been wanting to go on a camping trip. She's been thinking about it and preparing for it. She's just super excited. She's going with her cousin, Samantha, and she's never been on a trip. So it has a comic book style to it, which is different than most. So I love that aspect of it. And so it helps kids kind of break up the storyline. I think kids like a comic book type layout because I think it's less intimidating for kids. And it breaks up the text. And so the facial expressions in this are phenomenal. It is great for social issues, some emotional issues like conquering fears, friendships, using positive self-talk. They have to go on different adventures. And she has to get over some fears about different things like swimming and hiking. Because she's trying new things. She's trying new things. And so I think kids can relate to... Maybe they're going to summer camp for the first time and they're going to have to try some new things or, you know, something like that, that they can, they can relate to, or kids can relate to, you know, putting themselves out there for different events and wanting those experiences, but recognizing that they're hard. So there's a lot of also really good text features in this book because there's some thought and speech call outs. There's, it's also really great for comparing and contrasting because She's on a camping trip, so that's very different than her normal life. And so it's a really great compare-contrast type book. They also make s'mores, so that's a fun activity that you could 
do if you wanted to do like a carryover or an extended activity. And so we really, really love Camping Trip by Jennifer Mann. Yes. It's such a sweet book. Such a sweet book. And then another book, Should I Share My Ice Cream? Ice Cream theme book by Mo Willems. So if you're familiar with his pigeon books or piggy and elephant books, this is one of the piggy and elephant ones with Gerald and Piggy. It's a sweet summer book. It's a sweet kindness themed book. So Gerald gets some ice cream and then he has this debate with himself on, should I share this with Piggy? Piggy would really like this ice cream. But then also having that background knowledge of what happens to ice cream in the summertime outside. It will melt. So it's a great early childhood elementary book. Great for talking about friendship and sharing the facial expressions. It doesn't have a lot of words. And so there's not a ton of vocabulary, but there is a lot of predicting and inferring the facial expressions and the text features in this book. A lot of great you can work on for ice cream, that final sound, the S sound, or cream, that K-R, the K-R sound, and then the sh, should I share? Is he going to share? So you can add text to this book by adding your own comments and relating. What would you do? Would you share your ice cream? What could he do? So a lot of that. And then you can do a melting activity to help them with that background knowledge. You could also, there's a Melissa and Doug cute little ice cream stacking or ice cream toy that you right. could do. Or you could actually, if you can, serve ice, some ice cream. cream. Right. Bring some ice cream. What a fun activity in the summertime. So that would be, Should I Share My Ice Cream by Mo Ellums. Another great, great, great book that Ashley introduced me to. Oh my is gosh. called Dude. And literally, dude is the only, only word. word. It's fantastic and it hilarious so good. by Aaron Reynolds. I ran across this book at I was at Half Price Books. I think it was last summer, and they had a bunch of them. And I'm like, what is this book? And because the cover is so cute, and I'm flipping through it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this book is so good. It has one word, but it's so profound. But you say the word differently every time. So dude is sometimes like a hi, a greeting. Dude is sometimes a look over there, dude. And then dude is sometimes this is fun. Sometimes it means that is scary. There's exclamation points. There's colorful fonts. There's even like star illustrated with the dude and the platypus. And I guess he's a yeah. So there's okay. So we do, or a it's gopher. Two, it's two like a platypus and a gopher, a something. But the main animal is a shark. A shark. And the two animals are talking about the shark when they go surfing. So they go surfing on. It's like a surfing fun day with them. There's ice cream on the beach. And they go surfing and they're exploring, like they're noticing all the things out in the ocean and then they see a shark fin. And then he I think this would even them. be good, like if you're doing a, not like a reader's theater, but like if you have two kids, one could take one character and one could like to practice those, especially kids who need ha- help with prosody. You know, some of our kids who are reading, but they're just flat reading the words or not reading with any emotion. This is the book you want to help with that. Because they have to notice 
the differences with the text features and you would have to help them with that. But yes. And so there's also great, you have to infer what's happening. A shark and have that background knowledge. A shark is typically a predator. Typically people are, or animals are afraid of the shark, but this shark, whenever they get to know it is actually really kind and goes on the surfing adventure with the two main or the two other characters, the platypus and the beaver or gopher or whatever. And then they have to problem solve. So there is a plan. Their plan is to go surfing and then they encounter a shark and then, uh Oh, there's a problem. The shark doesn't have a surfboard. And so they help the shark and then eventually the surfboard breaks and then the shark helps them solve that problem. But there's also a lot of humor in their facial expressions. It's great. We'll go more into it in a few. Yeah, episode. we're going to do a deep dive on because we, we're clearly we really love obsessed this <laughs> with this book. We're going to do a deep like we're going to take an, a whole episode and go deeper into this book. Also, too, but the writer is Aaron Reynolds and he wrote Creepy Carrots. So if you're familiar with Creepy Carrots and that like humor you're gonna you're gonna love dude. And so. the illustrator is San Dan Dan Santat. Uh, yes. And he he's done a bunch of books as well. Yes. So you'd great. be familiar. You're you're probably familiar with those illustrator and author. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are our ten they're not all of them, but they're ten of our favorites. We have so many favorites. <laughs> we had to fa- narrow it down. <laughs> that was a process. But we think this is a good variety of summer theme books. So something, you know, should hit one of the themes that you're working on either through the end of the school year or if you do summer therapy or you just love a summer theme. And so on the next episodes, we're going to be doing a this or that type episode. So we're going to take two books and we're going to give you the reasons for both. And then we're going to kind of tell you the one that we really think you should go with. So. We won't spoil that, but you need to listen to the next episode. Okay. So don't forget, there is a download for this episode if you wanted to take notes. And we will link everything that we mentioned, all the book companions and everything else that we mentioned in this episode. So thanks so much for listening. Thank you, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We know you're a busy SLP, so thanks for spending some of your time with us today. Click the description for this episode on your listening app or go to sweetsouthernspeech.com to access the show notes. We will include any links mentioned. And to continue the conversation, come hang out with us on Instagram at Literacy Based Speech Therapy, where we share lots of books to use in your therapy sessions. We would love to hear your thoughts on what you heard today. Please leave us a review on your listening app. We'll catch you in the next episode.